peace often comes with a price. Sometimes it's war and death. Other times it requires economic investment. When Israel and several Arab states signed the Abraham Accords, the Trump administration pledged $3 billion to support a Middle East investment fund. The idea was to promote good relations through economic cooperation. Now President Biden has reportedly suspended that funding. Well, joining us with more is Middle East Forum Director Greg Roman. Greg, what can you tell us about the suspension of this money and what it might mean for peace in the Middle East? I think you have to first understand that American peacemaking has always come with a few predicates. The U.S. guarantee of a peace deal, the ability for the U.S. to act as a fair and neutral broker, and also the idea that the United States will incentivize sides that it brings together in cooperation and eventual alliance, sort of sweeten the pot before someone puts their name on the signature line of a document. Now, the U.S. did with Egypt and Israel, giving both security guarantees and security assistance after Camp David. It did it with the Israeli-Jordanian peace accord, giving security assistance and guarantees to the Jordanian government. It even gave it to the Palestinians during the Oslo Accords and the subsequent agreements that were signed after. The fact that Joe Biden is the first American president to go back on America's word when it comes to bringing Arabs and Israelis together to sign a deal doesn't portend well for other peacemaking deals he may make. It actually makes the United States a less of a credible actor in guaranteeing the peace that it brought together on the White House lawn not dissimilar from the other initiatives that I mentioned before. So I think it would be up to the Congress to make sure that as much as they're trying to find ways to reinvest in Palestinians, that they should invest in efforts which actually have a chance to succeed. So it's, it's pretty abysmal effort that this is five months into this administration, six months into the administration now, and the signaling that they're doing is saying, we don't really support the deals that Trump made. And I understand environmentalists are pressuring Israel to cancel that oil pipeline agreement with the United Arab Emirates. What needs to be done to strengthen the Abraham Accords and encourage more Middle East nations to make peace with Israel? Right. So if we take the Red Med uh, Canal, which is the Eilat Ashkelon pipeline, it's, it's already there. It's, it's been used prior, and, and they have some efforts right now to try to link it to the shipment of Gulf oil through Eilat by Aqaba, which is in Jordan up into Ashkelon, which is a port on the Mediterranean Sea. I think that the Abraham Fund is a separate issue from the Red Med Pipeline. The Red Med Pipeline was announced about four weeks ago after an expose by Israel's Khan Channel, uh, Channel 11. And what happened with it is they said part of the deal that was made back when the Abraham Accords were signed was that there would be the ability for energy infrastructure to shift from the Gulf where the threat of the Iranians uh, hitting a ship with a missile, destroying the Saudi oil refinery capacity, it might be ameliorated by shipping oil west. And I think that a solid majority in Israel's cabinet will allow for the pipeline to go forward over the objections of the environment protection minister. So that, that's my hope politically, because I think that the UAE-Israel economic relations can be met uh, at the same point in the road where the environment minister's concerns are addressed through infrastructure changes to the actual development of the pipeline, and they won't cancel the deal. And Greg, this time of year, many parents around the world send their children to summer camp. Most kids enjoy swimming, boating, running races, playing outdoor games, but not the children of Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Memory has a video that is making the rounds on social media showing a camp where gun-toting children in Gaza practice the killing of Jews. Tell us about that one. 
Right. It's almost like Evil Knievel meets a five-year-old, and their objective by going through rings of fire is taking out every Jewish settlement that is on the Gaza-Israeli border. I mean, the fact that five-year-old children are being given AK-47s, grenades, and suicide vests, and then on the other side of where you would usually probably see cartoon caricatures of Mickey Mouse or perhaps Donald Duck or something from other children's shows, maybe Paw Patrol, which we would see on American television, they see the picture of an Orthodox Jew, a secular Jew, or any other Israeli that might be on the other side. And to think that this is being inculcated in the minds of five, four, five-year-old Palestinian children who should be able to have the opportunity of every other child in the world to develop in a peaceful, safe, and environment that is promoting learning rather than promoting hatred and death, that's what they have to face. So I'm glad that I have the opportunity here in the United States where Israelis have the opportunity to send their kids to chess camp or to dance camp or to summer camp, while on the other time they're learning how to knife, stab, and maim in Gaza. It's just, it's, it's, it's unthinkable. And the fact that this is going on without a larger outrage is ridiculous. And I can't let you go without asking you about Iran. It seems to be testing Joe Biden and America's resolve by launching missile and drone attacks against American troops and even diplomats in Iraq and Syria. Your thoughts about that? How should President Biden respond? Well, the president, while he's withdrawing from Afghanistan and drawing down, I would shift those forces over to Iraq and into Syria. We have a base in Syria. We still have a significant presence in Iraq. And the fact that the president got the backbone last week to strike back at Iranian-linked bases in Syria and Iraq is, I hope, the first of many such reprisal attacks if the Iranians and their surrogates continue launching attacks against American forces, American contractors, and American civilians trying to make Iraq a better place. Okay, Greg Roman, director of the Middle East Forum, thanks for sharing your insights with us. Thank you, Gary.